Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zaffert. A smile, they say, can light up a room. It is a universal sign of friendship. Yet, for some who are born with severe facial anomalies, this may be very difficult. Here is where the Smile Foundation comes in. It is an NGO that, through corrective surgery and treatments, puts the smile back onto children's faces. Hedley Lewis is the Executive Director of the Smile Foundation, and he tells me more. Hedley, welcome, and thank you for joining me. Thank you very much for having me in your studio. And I also know you also schlepped all the way from Santon, so again, we appreciate it. No, it's only a privilege, so thanks so much. Hedley... I started the interview today by referring to an article that I saw in the New Age two weeks ago, and it spoke about um, Smile Week and that three operations had been done at the Chris Harney Baraguanath Hospital. And it stimulated my interest um, and certainly kind of made me think, what exactly, how does the Smile Foundation work? But firstly, I want to know how those three children are and where they're at. So thanks so much. I mean, we did three children on the first day and then 13 in, in conclusion with that specific week. Um, all the children are doing well. I mean, it's, it's a long-term journey for any child that goes through surgical interventions. So how many did you do recently? I mean, So we did 13 at Baraguanath, and in fact... Um, Two weeks ago, we actually did 41 surgeries at the Tigerberg Academic Hospital in Cape Town. Wow. Our organization really helps between 300 and 400 children on an annual basis, and that just depends on the, the needs and the support that the government academic hospitals call on us to do. And I take it that it's not a coincidence that you have a smile week? Absolutely not. Is it easier just to have the kids come at the same time and have the doctors available and the staff available to watch them through? So the Smile Foundation really augments the academic hospitals. The The surgeries obviously are happening on an ongoing basis. However, specifically to a Smile Week, it's a lot easier to bring as many children in because then we augment their services with additional nurses, anaesthetists, extra consumables, um, allied therapeutic benefits such as psychology, speech, OT, or just some to mm. name a few. But for for most of our hospitals, that's really just the, the midpoint of the support. For some of the hospitals, we're supporting on a weekly basis. For instance, in Tigerberg, every single Friday, we're assisting them with anaesthetists and nursing staff to include and create further lists. Um, in um, Joburg Gen, um, also known as Charlotte Mateka Johannesburg Academic Hospital, um, it's also ongoing support. And the Smile Week is really a pinnacle where we try and assist as many as as we can. Um, across the country, the support, as, as you can hear, is just absolutely, totally different. Every hospital has specific needs. So, for instance, Red Cross, we did a Smile Week where there was the majority of the patients were actually burns victims. Mm. Um, in Tigerberg, we do a smile week as well as weekly support. Um, throughout the year, the allied therapeutic benefits are really bestowed upon the hospital and these patients. These therapists are there to support on an ongoing basis. For us, it's also not just about the clinical side. It's mm. also about the, the softer things. So we give, give goodie bags, for instance, teddies, mm. blankets. And then for the mommies, we just give them a, a very um, worthy um, goodie bag that they can also utilize. 
just as important, we have an organization called Clear Friends, and Clear Friends is really to support the mothers that really are going through these challenges. And it was started by a mom called Helena Cullis, and her support was really because when she was going through it, she didn't know where to turn. So the whole organization is really about mommies helping mommies, and they've got social media column, they've got WhatsApp groups, and as you can hear, it's just about her saying, well, I've been where you were. Mm. I've been where you are, so let's see how we can take that journey. So for us at Smile, it's about skills development, awareness, as we're just sitting right here. And it's about supporting the real heroes. And and I say this, and people really think that it's um, maybe it's, it's Smile playing down its role, but, but the surgeons are the ones that are doing the, these surgeries. The nurses are in the hospitals 24 hours of the day. The administration and government is really running these facilities. We're just very privileged that government and these facilities say, well, at some stages, yes, they're budget constraints. At some stage, they just need that added support as the rest of the world does with the NGOs across the globe. So we really partner. You speak about the, the operation being kind of in the middle. There's still the whole process of the healing. How long is the process and what kind of input do you have into that? So every operation really is totally different. Mm. And often people say to us, do we choose the children? Just firstly, we don't. It's about the surgeons and their team that choose when, where. The post-surgery is about psychology, speech therapies, and that ongoing support. And the Smile Foundation provides that? Well, we augment where there are gaps. So... So For instance, with cleft lip and palate, it could be up to 16 years. You could have one surgery. You could have many surgeries. With burns, you can have 11, 12. Mm. It can go on and on. And the other surgeries, just as um, importantly, also have different durations. Hedley, you mentioned 300 to 400 children, um, and um, that's nationally. Correct. Do you get... To know, do you get become emotionally involved with the children? Do you get to know each one? So I'm not going to say everyone, <laughs> but there's at every single Smile Week, there's normally a child that really touches your heart. Yes. Obviously, all of them have touched you because that's where you want to impact. But there's normally one that really connects. Um, at um, Tigerberg this last year, in fact, maybe just because I like music, there was a young little lady who had a cleft palate repair and she could sing the, the Celine Dion song, which is Fly Fly, and I've heard many, <laughs> many renditions of it, and this was just really one of my Brought highlights. tears to your eyes. Absolutely. And, and the children themselves, you say it can be up to 16 years. Um, do you see that through from beginning to end? It all depends on the patient. The challenge that you find is that sometimes patients say, well, I've been through it. I'm ready to continue with life. And you have to extend them that and you have to give them that respect. Sometimes parents will say, well, they don't want to remember that past. They now want to move on with their lives. That's also nice. And it is good. It is positive, and that's really what we strive for. And we hope that as and when they need us again, then they'll turn to us again. And people coming back to you and giving back to the Smile Foundation, people who you've helped. I mean, I I was reading up the story of the Smile Foundation. You know what? Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll look at a little bit of the history of the Smile Foundation and also then look at people coming back and giving you support. Thank you. Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zaffert.
And I'm talking to Hedley Lewis, who is Executive Director of the Smile Foundation. Uh, the Smile Foundation began when um, President Nelson Mandela approached um, the, um, the, the now late uh, Bertie Labner and asked him to help out with a child who, ha- who needed surgery. Can you tell me a little bit about the history of that? Absolutely. So, um, obviously, uh, Bertie Lubner and the late uh, president were very close for many years, long before the, the president took his presidencies. And uh, when Madiba took his presidencies, um, a child approached Madiba with a postcard. And uh, Madiba realized that there was just no skill in South Africa to help a child that had what's called Meba syndrome. Um, so he placed a call to the Lubner's, uh, to the Lubner's office. Um, the only difference is he found Mark Lubner, who was Bertie's mm. son. And Mark really yielded to, to Madiba's call. Um, Madiba said to him that he wanted to help Tanda Nyati. Unfortunately, no skills were accessible in South Africa. And then really from then, Mark was the, the, the founding visionary that brought these uh, two surgeons from the Americas to South Africa. Um, and three things really occurred. The first thing is Tando got the surgery. The second thing is that um, the thought and the visionary of going forward was important, as well as partnering with an academic institution. And that's where Mark's other co-founder came in, Prof. George Saris. The two of them really have taken this organization from helping Tando to helping over 2,500 people. And what you see is you see a president that cared about every single mm. person. You see an individual, the likes of Mr. Mark Lovner, who yielded to the call, not just because he was the president, because it was the right thing to do. And you see a academic infrastructure that really combines together. And today that skill now really exists in South Africa. But just as important, the Smile Foundation has had a long journey. And the evolution is that we've been able to partner with, with government itself. It's absolutely fantastic. As you say, it's all the right things coming together for the right reasons. And I wonder, do those that you have helped in the past, some of them obviously adults now, do they ever come back? Do they give back in terms of the Smile Foundation? Do you use them as motivational speakers? or just? So, so they, we have a lot of children that do seek and come back and discuss and talk. Um, not all of them help financially. Not all of them are motivational speakers, but there are a lot that are that are above. We we've got two or three specific individuals that like speaking. Mm. They want to tell you, say to South Africa, they're proud to be who they are. They're proud that they have cleft. They had cleft lip and palate. We have individuals that uh, that mommies step up and say, you know, unfortunately my pockets just didn't allow for it. Or I didn't know how to get there. Not that government didn't have it available, but I just didn't have the know-how. And we've got various mommies that all they want to do is to just praise the South African government, praise our organization. But more importantly, we utilize them to reach out to other mothers to say, I've been there. Mm. Now you can come this journey and I'm here to go that journey as well. The other thing just as important as we were discussing Claire Friends is a lot of those mommies are part of the Claire Friends organization and they are able to help and support the other mothers that are going through that journey as well. You speak about, the way you speak about this is, I think in your words, the art of giving. How do we encourage a society in the art of giving? 
so obviously, I mean, my, my parents brought me up with a lifestyle of giving, and that's really my, my whole life has been about that journey from my late grandparents to my parents. Um, and I can just share a very quick antidote is whenever a mushalach or a person comes to our, our doors, my father would never give us give him the money directly. He would always give it to my brother or myself, and we would take it. Similarly, in my own home, I encouraged my twins then to take that food or that item out. And um, my own thoughts and opinions is that if we don't start teaching our children today, then they won't be the philanthropists of tomorrow. It doesn't have to be millions. It can be small amounts, but, but we have to encourage that art of giving. You know, I think South Africans generally are very generous. And I remember reading in the Johannesburg Holocaust and Genocide Center that a school in the Northwest province had collected this small change and had given that the the Johannesburg Holocaust and Center Center uh, was the beneficiary of the Northwest school. And I remember being extremely touched by that. And the, the, the point is, I think, it's not, it doesn't have to be a, patriarchal, patronizing, or unequal society. I think everybody has something to give. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, it's about every person stepping up and giving within what their realms are. Um, I mean, I, I remember hearing a story of the late uh, Chief Rabbi Harris who was driving and he gave an apple to the beggar. And the beggar said to him, Rabbi, can I have a blessing? And, he, and his blessing was that he should give as well. And the other person in the car said to, to the rabbi when he drove off, Rabbi, do you know that he was a beggar? And he said, yes. If he takes that apple and he gives a quarter to someone else, he too has that opportunity to give. And that's what we have to teach, that, that giving doesn't have to be magnitudinal. For us at the Smile Foundation, it can be 10 rand. It can be a 50 rand debit order, and it can be a corporate donation. But that opportunity of giving, we we have a lot of high net worth individuals as well as other individuals that say they'll give the money provided one thing, and that is that we teach their children to give. Hmm. So I've got one specific donor that I take his son every single year, and we spend time in the hospital, and that's all he asks of me, and we get a very sizable donation. We've got other individuals that want us to do the exact same. So it's not about the quantum. It's just about that passing of the baton. It's incredible work that you do. And just to get back for the last remaining minute to the Smile Foundation, um, where do you see you're going 2018? Just more more of the same? Absolutely not. <laughs> so for, for the Smile Foundation, the, the journey just keeps on growing and growing. This year we signed two brand new MOUs with Steve Biko Academic Hospital as well as the Rahima Musa Hospital. And for us, that's additional growth. Um, our uh, awareness campaigns have to grow, otherwise children won't get that opportunity. Sk- skills development together with the oppressors, the Plastics Association, has to continue. So there's all new journeys. There's how to magnet- magnitudinally create other opportunities for families as well as create better support for them and just to enhance what we're already doing. That's absolutely amazing. If anybody would like to contact you, is there a contact detail you'd like to get? Absolutely. The easiest way to do it is really smilefoundation.co.za or 0861-A-SMILE is our phone our phone number. And thank you very much for this wonderful opportunity. Well, thank you so much for coming in. It's a topic I actually wanted to discuss quite a while, so I'm pleased we've had it. And also just to wish you and your organization a lot of success in going forward. I'm sure there are a number of children who maybe don't know about it but can certainly benefit from it. So, as you said, it's creating a sense of awareness that um, people need to know that there is help available and 
Well done for stepping up to the plate and not only doing that, but doing it so exceptionally well. So thank, thank you, you so very much. much. That was Hedley Lewis, the Executive Director of the Smile Foundation.